Hi, I'm Liz Tapia. And I'm Brian Ziegler from the band Dark Beauty. And you're, you're listening, listening to, to the, the Freeform, Freeform Rock Podcast. Podcast. You are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. I make the money with this duo, don't you? Great. Thank you. Hi, Terry Anya. Hi. We're here. uh, This is uh, David Foster, (laughs) Peter Cetera. Good rocking tonight. And we're uh, put you in the same suit. Now, you're, you're writing tunes together, right? This we, is why you're oh, here. Oh, yeah. Huh? I mean, him and I are like... <laughs> Tell me about this relationship. You're, you, you get together, you're responsible for two incredible albums, Chicago 16 and 17. You win a Grammy. You win a Grammy. Everybody gets happy here, right? But uh, tell me about the, the things well, that go into doing this. It, our relationship is stimulating, to say the least. I don't think that you can have... I don't think anything great can come creatively without some kind of rub. And we certainly have had our moments in our the rubs. studio. Our rubs. But, uh, he rubs me the right way. That's yeah. right. Um, but truth of the matter is um, that he's on my top five list as far as singers go. Singers. And with a, a voice like that to work with, it's, it, it just makes good sense for us to stay together. Did you, oh, get off. Did you wonder where he was coming from when he threw out the tunes at the beginning and said, no, we got to rewrite and do all this stuff? No, I knew exactly where he was coming from. He wanted to write them all. <laughs> <laughs> he agreed with me, though. He, they... No, it was, hey, it was, it was definitely, you know, we needed somebody to come and say, let me see your rumps, bend over, boom. You know, let's go, let's go this way now, you know. What and was we... the first tune that you knew was going to be a hit? Hard to say, I'm sorry. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we knew... We knew Hard to Say I'm Sorry was going to be a hit. And that number one slot is almost impossible to get. In fact, Brian Adams just got one yeah. recently. Yeah. It's real hard to get, and, and we got it with that one. Celebrated out of the beach, remember? Mm-hmm. It's the last mm-hmm. time you've taken me out for dinner. Okay, we're going to... Hey, listen, <laughs> Get out of here. I take you out And those are the top 20 albums from coast to coast. Very impressive list, that. Um, you want to make a comment about something in particular? Stay the Night video. Ah. Uh, if... Nobody knows this one. There's a shot where me, I, as myself, yeah. is, is. I'd be laying in the alley. <laughs> I'd just be laying no, in the alley, alley, man. Is this a trivia question? Oh, no. God. There's a guy laying in the alley. A stuntman actually gets hit by a blue truck. And so, you, you know, he's actually on the video. He gets hit. So you will see a guy getting creamed for a few dollars. Did, is he all right? He's all right. He was, uh, you know, I think he... I don't know, broke a few ribs and bruised his side and everything, but uh, you know these guys hanging out for you, and it's uh, you know let's we're beholden to them. As a matter of fact, let's do a medley. Okay. Let's do "Stay the Night," "You're the Perspiration," and "Hard Habit to Break." Inspiration. Inspiration. Wow. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. And "Hard Habit to Break." You want to do the three of them? Sure. In that order? Great. Right, right now. Foz, you do it. Here. No, you do it. Peter. Here. You do it. Here's the Chicago medley. A medley of their hit. Chicago and uh, three of the best right there. Nice stuff when you put it back to back. Very nice. Thank you. Uh, what about Chicago 18? Will, in fact, Foster produce Chicago 18? Well, if he doesn't, I ain't going to be there, pal. In truth, uh, there probably will be a Chicago 18, but this guy, Peter, uh, very much is pursuing, very much is pursuing. He is pursuing what solo the <laughs> a solo career. Yeah. And it's coming on hot and heavy. In fact, 
he's here right now for us to write for that. Uh, we're, uh, can we say what song we're writing for a movie? Can we say that? Well, Rocky Four, but who's listening? Is that true? But that'll be solo. Peter Cetera solo. You want to step out now? Thanks. No, no, no. <laughs> oh. No, I'm stepping out now. Because you had a first Yeah, well, I think, that. yeah, I think there's, you know, like a little time to do that before I, you know, move on to another Chicago album. So I'm going to do a little acting and do a, a, you know, solo EP and do a video and no, you're going to stick around while we bail, bail him out, okay? okay. He's got to go. You have to go. I'm leaving. Okay. I'm going back to West Bend. Whatever. But we'll talk about you in Chicago in a second. I okay? am too, yeah. okay, when I do Great. Bye, David. Thanks, Molly. Bye, pal. I'll see you later. This is too much. In fact, I don't think anybody in that room knew that Peter Satir was going to leave Chicago, but he did leave, and that's all there is to it. We got some idolized winners to take care of. We'll finish off with Peter and a video vote winner between two British number one hits right after these. Time to uh, to wrap up this thing. Okay. Uh, but we need a trivia question. Okay. A Chicago trivia question. Okay. Right. What is my IQ? No. No. Better than that. We were all in a movie years back, mm -hmm. and um, I was sort of the star, <laughs> one of the stars. But about four, the about four or five of us were in a movie, a major movie. I might add. Was Gidget in it? Gidget was not in okay, it. Fine. James Brown? James Brown was not one. But uh, it was a big hit. Can you give us a hint? Was it a musical? No. Okay, fine. Are people going to know the answer to this one? No. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay. Some might. Some right. might. We'll some see if might. we can find some Chicago product to give away. So that's your trivia question. We'll have an address for you a little bit later on. Okay. We want to thank you. We want to ask you about your future. The acting thing is very interesting I, <clears> because it expands you as a person. You, uh, you seriously want to pursue that? I know that. Sure. You know, once you get into it, it's addictive, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Well, you're, you know, you're yeah. finding out, right? Yeah. yeah, it's just, uh, plus, you know, the uh, videos, it kind of helps, I think, you know, relax you in front of the video camera. Where does Chicago 18 take you? What, do you stay where you are, or do you start to experiment? Um, I think, I don't know, experiment is, I just make music that I like, you know. I don't, you know, if it's experiment or whatever, you know, I have to like it. We've, uh, you know. I don't know. You got me at a loss for words. No. You've just been hanging out with this thing for so long. Yeah. Chicago uh, is in the fall, probably in the future. And uh, wherever it takes us, it will. It'll be good. Okay. Uh, thank you for coming by. We really thank appreciate you. it. Good seeing you again. All right. Stay away from Foster. I will. Next. All right, man. Uh, here we are. We did a video and we just started talking about Chicago and Charles goes. This is his idea. Kind of I egged him on it a little bit, but we're doing Chicago 17. Oh man, Charles, why, you know, we've been talking about this for a while. <laughs> we've been talking about Satara, Chicago. Well, tell me why you just, you just got the itch. Do it now. It's like. Well, first of all, friends don't allow friends to drink eight 22 ounce Polish beers. And do a Oasis episode. Are you surprised, Lee, that it went almost four hours with me about Oasis? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I was, uh, and we have Lee Gersman on, the original co-host of Reform Rock Podcast, by the way. And we'll get we'll talk to you in a minute here, Lee. But this feels like old times, by the way. Um but I don't know. I was really fucking hammered. And it just came to me. Um, little secret to the people at home that may be listening. I am a huge Chicago fan. Massive fan. Um, 
And little spoiler alert, this was the album that I really knew first, believe it or not. We'll get into that as we get into the review. But uh, whatever it takes to get you into a band, that's the way I look at it. I love Kiss mm -hmm. Unmasked. I know a lot of people make fun of it, whatever, that's cool. But that's what got me into Kiss, and I went back and heard the better albums. That's the way I look at it. So thankful, mm. I'm thankful for that. And uh, maybe I heard some better albums. Maybe I didn't. Now, I know a long time ago you guys did Chicago 3, I believe. What, what was the Chicago? Two or three. Chicago 3. One of those three. three. Not yeah. Very envious. Like, oh, my God. Because I'm a really huge Chicago fan. Here comes and, a I <laughs> and by the way, I wouldn't necessarily pick 3, though. I would probably pick CTA is still my favorite Chicago. The album. reason I picked it was because... Most everybody picks the first. And the reason why I picked the second was because I wanted to talk about some stuff that I would like. And so yep. I decided to not do that one because there are a few songs on there that I really, really do like. But there's a lot of songs on there I really, really do not. Huh. But the third was an oddball album and one that I thought needed promoting. Well, there you go. But uh, I kind of like two. I like two a lot. Ew. Um, <laughs> but to be oh. fair and to be all honest, they, Chicago is a band that has so many compilations. Hmm. So many. And I would always recommend to people check out the one that's called uh, More Than Ever. That's a really good compilation. And there's another one from the, the documentary that was made for CNN. You can pretty much hear every Chicago song you want to hear on those two compilations. Even though I, I really, really love the hits from this band. I'm not going to lie. There's some times where there's some deep cuts and I'm kind of like, I'll pass. But with the exception of like Harry Truman, I think that's a great deep cut from this group. But uh, yeah. it's there's you know many different faces of this group. And uh, we're, we're looking at the 80s MTV. Peter Cetera is the all-star, superstar yeah. of band era. Can, can I say like, before like, you, Charles, and we'll do the MVP and this least valuable player, Chicago. I don't think we've ever done that yet. But before I want to that, do, I, I, want to I have do a lot of things to say I'm about a, them, but a, I'm, I'll, I'll wait until my time. I'm agreeing with you. This is the album that got me into Chicago. I did know, hard to say, I'm sorry from 16, but I'll get into the songs when which got me into this band, which made me go back and listen to them. But there's a later song by this band, I think Bill. Was Champagne Cha Chaplin? Chaplin? They did a song, yeah. and Lenny Kravitz did the backing vocals on. Because you're still the only, I'm the only one for you. You're the you only know what one for me. I love that, that fucking song. You know what the compilation that was? Heart of Chicago, Red and Blue. I wonder where they got the idea of a Red and Blue compilation. <laughs> by the way, doesn't that song rule with, with uh, Lenny Kravitz in the back on? Ooh 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 yeah, fucking it. I admit. I met Bill Champlin long time ago. He was a really cool guy. But what do you guys Sons think of that song? You're still the only one. You know, I'm the only one for you. 
In fact, I met I met I met most um, of the members of his um, the original version of his group. Um, Sons of Chaplin, yeah. Yeah, we reviewed Sons of Chaplin. I think I like most yeah. of that album because I love Bill Chaplin. Yeah. I love Bill Chaplin, but in the latter years of Chicago, he did too many vocal gymnastics for my taste. But what about I'm the only one, the, whatever the song, that's still the only one. Do it's like cool. Do you like Lenny it's Kravitz cool. in the background just going it's crazy? It's so interesting. It's so interesting you bring that up. Now, unlike you, and I know for sure Lee, I was not aware of Hard to Say, I'm sorry. One, my town didn't have MTV. We barely had electricity. And I lived in a house where we listened to rock radio only. They didn't play Hard to Say, I'm sorry, on rock radio. Not where I was living. It was kind of poppy. might have been on a top 40 type station. Okay. Didn't know it. I did, I... But, okay. uh, but just real quick. So, the lead single off this album, I, I saw it on MTV, the video, it's tremendous. Love the video, recommend everybody check that out. Um, but then I got that same compilation with that song with Lenny Kravitz, as you were saying, Mark. The Heart of Chicago, I think it came out in 94, 95, I sometime. I have both of them right here, yeah. Yeah, and it's on that. And that was the first time in 1993 or whatever that I heard hard to say I'm sorry I for some reason that song went completely over my head never heard it and but I heard what lit my fire for Chicago really was that compilation that you're talking about okay. all right hard to say I'm sorry what's that song that's added on to it that goes with it that get away that, yeah, that yeah get song away. rules too man I just like yeah. the way they do that I will have to tell you that um back in the day there were two types of people. One that only heard their mellow stuff and one that only heard their heavy stuff. There was like maybe some people who said, I just finally heard a heavy song by Chicago. I thought they only did mellow stuff. And then someone else said, wow, I just heard a mellow song by Chicago. I thought they only did heavy stuff. So right. there, there were two kinds of people. I was aware of both. I first time I heard Chicago, I was around seven. I I was a young kid when I heard them. And I heard a song that I did not like at all, and I heard a song that I loved. So I knew about both. And um, I think Which the song that, that I really liked or loved was Liberation. I don't know Love what it. the one that I didn't like was. It, it, it seemed to be from an album that was six years after the show that I saw, so I, my 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 memory's really screwed because I saw it when I was seven years old, but the album came out when I was about fifteen. So I don't know what the hell I heard. I I, I would say probably the song that I heard that I didn't like might have been one that they kept off of an album for five or six years because they realized it wasn't that good until finally someone argued to put it on. So I don't know what song it was. Oh, it... Please don't say 25 or 6 to 4. No, 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 no. Um, oh, the original's better. Um, no, um, it... it, it, it like it, the cover. It was a song... Yeah. It... I... It, it might have been 
um, from the medley, the memories of love thing. That's mm. but 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 even though I don't, rem it was just it was just something that was like a, a that 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 I didn't really the care swap. for. Yeah, but, but 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 I don't remember it from their early albums. Well, but what do you but think? Liberation, you think South California Purples. Man. Oh, Saul oh, Rules. Yeah, I, 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 I play that on that metal station. By the way, all the time. That's when I play for people that they're like Chicago's wussy. Listen to this. Way, Lee, the first not... two people who did solo albums in Chicago were Peter Cetera and Robert Lamb. Robert Lamb did Skinny Boy. I thought it would be a great album because he's great on the early Chicago. It wasn't all that great. I heard the P Peter Cetera album, the first one. I thought I like it might be kind of lame because he did the lame stuff. It isn't. It's a heavy rocker. So there you I go. I sent that song to you, Lee, and asked you if you knew that album, and I posted that on our group, and Mark just liked it. I don't think I, he listened South California Purples? I, no, Peter Cetera, solo, his first solo oh, album. Oh, I just it's liked it. Was no, it I, I, have that, the I have limelight. that CD, dude. Was it, was it the song Living in the Limelight? Yes. I love okay. Peter Cetera. I didn't man. see my name tagged on it, but I would know that that would be the song. I sent it to you directly. Oh, well, then, uh, I... I Forgive me then. Did I respond? No. All right. I. I. Well, well I know you know it, and I know you I like. I just gotta say, when you sent that, Charles, I was still, I was doing notes on this album we're doing because some of the songs on here I forgot about, so I had to go back and listen dude, to that songs. Man, that song rocks, dude. Yeah. I, some I, of the songs are little, little, I even little. Like the one with Amy of... Grant, you know. So. I like I, it. I like Amy Grant as a person. Um, I I'll, I'll still listen to the album "Lead Me On," but the song that he did with I I don't want to make fun of Amy Grant, so I'm not going to. But but what I was saying, the, the, the 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 Chicago um, eight album, the heavy stuff on there is Peter Cetera's songs, and 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 a couple well. One halfway mellow, halfway hard rock is Terry Cat. So they switched up sometimes. They might have it be where Terry Cat did the heavy stuff, and Peter did the mellow stuff, and then they might switch it up. But they had they, a, they had up. a great drummer that was underutilized on this album. We'll get into that um, later. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that history. Uh, I'll correct you on that one, yeah. and uh, I don't disagree what you're saying, but I'm gonna school you. On why it was Never that way. Never say that because that racist says that shit. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn you then. Oh, there you go. Learning yeah. There's a reason why, but one of the things that there's really words that I want to use, I want to use for like a uh, recon and shit. But you know what? I can't because I'm not using all that. Yeah, there, that shit uh, I used before I even knew that guy, but I can't use it anymore. I was. I was actually in the military. I don't even talk like that. Um, you rule. The, uh, Congrat Thank you for your service. Veterans Day is going to be way after this episode. But I want to make sure people know how much I respect you, how much I love you. I may mess with you and you get mad at me sometimes, but you're a brother. I should be able to mess with you. 
So don't take it personally, brother, because I respect the fuck out of you, Charles. And thank you I, for being I, fucking one of the best, no offense, Lee, co-host, you and him and Jerry rule. Lee, you know what? I, you're a hard habit to break, and I love you, man. Ah, a little, little, little cliche there. Um, it, there wouldn't be a me if it wasn't a Lee Gersman, though. There you go. Oral. Um... I I, I, I I would give you more credit than that. Hey, who, who no brought way. you two together, though? Well... Come on! Admit it! Uh, if, if, I put you two if, together. Well, yeah. well, well, then I guess I, I, I did something that was good. Well, because yeah. I wanted Charles, because I think you two would get along, and I fucking called it. That's all. Well, before, before we... Cool. It's like John Fahey getting Bob Hyde and Alan Wilson together to do Can't Heat. It's like, it's like fucking Coliseum 2 keyboardist with Noel Gallagher writing the songs. So if you let me write the songs and Lee just does his thing, we're great. We're gold. You guys are both awesome, man. I, I, I love, I, I love being, my, I, I you love guys are that. friends. You guys are family to me. Just to let I you guys know that. that. Any time, because yes, it's because of Lee. I love uh, me some Coliseum too. They rule, and I love the fact that I picked an album that you two did without me on it. <laughs> A Coliseum two fucking album. Review. We didn't even know you then, dude. Yes, you did know we me. We did know you when we did Coliseum two. He told you at the end of the episode, I picked the album, and you said, why wasn't he on it? Yeah, okay, because I, so there, I'm drunk. On it. Yes. We should redo that I episode. Picked, I knew which one you would like. I knew it. You got me, Charles. But it was an aesthetic reason. Yes, yes. You know, and then to explain it is fine, but it's kind of like a magician pulling a rabbit out of a hat and then explaining it. Well, I didn't bring but, you on every episode, Charles, back then, because I thought Lee would get bored. Yeah, because that's why uh, I was trying to get different people. But the thing is, I was bored because of the albums, not because, well, also because of, of, of the people and the talk. Yeah. But, uh, but, but I mean, mostly the albums. I was trying to keep you happy. I was trying to, like, make like we have give you we your have. shit. I sometimes don't even make myself happy, so don't even try. Because I would have brought Charles on a lot more episodes, but I wanted to this make sure I wasn't pissing you off. Mark doesn't understand though, because I have pretty much a photographic memory. So I, I did, have no memory. I only have you. Oh yeah, you don't remember that Oasis oh, yeah. yesterday. <laughs> I did damn Yankees. Well, I don't remember that because I was wasted. Uh, we I did damn Yankees. Then I came on for Meatloaf, which was the top-rated, downloaded show in the history of Freeform. And free after form that, I go, man, we need to bring Charles on more more later, and I wanted to bring you on, but Lee, is kinda, Lee was kind of pushing back. Can we get somebody else? I want to do something else. And I'm uh, gone. That wasn't... Uh, that wasn't it was Lee. I wanted to bring no, you on, no. dude. He I was saying no. I didn't want to overwhelm you. I was like, I said, I'm totally fine with him on it, but he might, like, like, um, but make sure that, that, you know, if you want to, 
do it, but don't say that I'm insisting on having you on. It's like, if you want him on, fine. I kept asking you, can we bring Charles on this? You said, no, no, it's, no. It's your, it's your call. If you want to, do it. But I am not telling you to tell him, Lee asks for you Lee, on. It's, Lee. It's, it's, it's your decision. It's like, Lee, if I don't you care. want to ask him, it's your choice. That's ask Charles. That's I, what it was. Ask Charles. What do I ask you, Charles? Who? What guest do you want, Charles? I ask yeah. you that. You confused me because every time <coughs> I wanted to bring Charles on, you gave me fucking, like, poetry that didn't make sense. It's like, dude, just hey. say yes or no. Hey, hey. It all worked out for the it best. Did. Yeah. The way, he, Charles, the way that it was him the way, block, cock blocking. The way no, that, that he said it was he like, do you, um, are you asking oh, that, that you want him on? And listen, I'm like, listen, Lee, I, I, I'm fine with whoever is on. When you That's the main thing. listen, when I when you left, Charles and, you, and Jerry were the first. Dummy. Charles you're, you're, you're and Jerry were the first like, people you, you I like, contacted. It, 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 if, if 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 I say something and, and then you don't get it because of your language barrier, you misunderstand well, and you, you speak, make me seem... You're like the Riddler, dude. You speak in riddles. I have hey. to comprehend no. sometimes, you know? Okay, time out. Like, I, I want to say one more thing and this is it. Uh, he's <laughs> asking me... Right here. Are you, are you telling me that you want Charles on? Yes, I'm I said saying, that yes. And, and, and then I'm and then said, I'm maybe saying, next episode. And I'm no. What I'm saying is, <laughs> I want I want it to be up to you because I don't want it to be up to me because because I'm fine if he's on. I'm fine if he isn't. Listen, I don't have a preference either way. Lee, pick him if you want. Lee, That's the way that I'm saying. You don't understand me. I want everybody else to make decisions instead of me i want people to put their input in on an episode i don't want to be the narcissistic on this fucking show but i want you i want you guys i want to i want to <clears throat> let you guys shine over so me. in other words you want him on and i wanted you to make the decision and then you blame me saying that i didn't want him on exactly but I, okay. I asked you, can I bring him on? And you gave me, like, a philosophical answer. And I'm going... Then you should just say, okay, I will. Okay, you know, I did say that a couple times. I did say, I'm bringing him on. I did say You that. did? Okay. Because yes, I did. Okay, let's get to the real right. story. Let's get to the real story. Here. I love you, Lee. You know what? No, I don't right. love you. I like you. But I, but I don't want to be blamed for something that I didn't do. I'm not blaming you. You, 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 you It's like, I did not say no. You confused me, but I did hey. ask you on a lot of episodes to bring Charles on there. Okay. Hey, 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 hey. hey. Let's, do, let's do the real story now. First of all, I love this, because this is what the old school free form was. <laughs> you remember doing uh, the babies, Lee? Remember how fucking yeah. miserable I was doing that? I'm going to have to drink, and I don't want to get up off camera, so I'm going to use my tomato juice hey, instead of my water. We're not filming this, dude. Then, cool. All right, Let's then I'll cool. get my We're not, water. We're not filming. 
Oh, the the coolest part was though. Then you followed up next week with Spooky Tooth with the French guy. <laughs> you know, the interesting <laughs> thing is part of what I said, even though I meant it, was said thinking that we were recording it. So <laughs> I, I, I'm not this much of an asshole. I'm I'm, I'm actually That's I was spooky I was emphasizing sucked. the purpose because I thought sucked. we were recording. Okay. I don't know which was worse. I, that was a, a really rough run. That was a bad album. Weeks. But actually what happened for the folks at home and, and the Freeform Rock Podcast archive proves me correct, was I went from January all the way to May without doing an episode. And the first one I was brought on for, Lee Gersman... <laughs> Was mascara fucking soon. He asked for you, and guess what? And, I said yes. I said yes. Mark, <laughs> so bad because back in those days, I was still just a whippersnapper and like. Because meanwhile, in that interim, check out the Lee Gersman show archives. Me and Lee, Lee did like two hundred and fifty percent more shows. Than he did in one year. He was sabotaging free for him. He didn't want you on because he wanted you on for his own show. I but get it now. We're on all the time. Like, Mark wants to do the new blue and red. Me and Lee already did the blue and red. Well, me and you haven't. That's fine. I don't care. I mean, I. The I'll blues come whatever you want. You know? Right. But anyway, so but it was Lee, like a. You brought him on your show all the time, but you kind of. Gave me vague answers to bring him on our show. And we did the violent That's family. because I think vague. <laughs> and Lee, but Lee would many times be like, hey, dude, that's enough. Let's take a break now. Yes. You know. That's so but, that I don't mention. Uh, all right, no, well, we're not on camera. But, but, but I'll just say. And nothing but the truth, so help me God. Lee, yeah, yeah. Well, what I'm Lee, saying is, you quit? I was so pissed at you, dude. I am so pissed at you. I'm, I'm not always into doing my show. I have to tell you that. I you understand know, it, that. I finally let it so, go, and I go, hey, now I can get Charles on here more. I, I'll, tell, I'll tell everybody the truth on this. Yes, love it. Glad you brought me on, Mark. But I get, I get when we do stuff like... Let's pick the top 11 Night Ranger songs. I fucking don't like 11 Night Ranger songs. That's hard for me. Okay, I've tried to pick different things for you guys now, and i picked some good subjects lately. So. Doing an album review, I, this is my bread and butter, baby. This is what I do. You, 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 pick... you got to be on the fucking, uh, fucking uh, 11 worst covers of all time. <laughs> Come on. Well, I, I'll definitely 100% be on our top 11 albums of 20. That that one I'm all, will January always be 4th. on. Always. Yeah. And by the way, Lee, I guess I found out somehow because I, I was wasted. But that Beatles song is tremendous. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, I, I heard it. it. Um, I thought it was really well done. I, I would say that it... Um, it still is a little mellow for my taste, but I will say that they did it well, and and I do think that so far of the AI stuff that they have done, it's probably one okay. of the best. Okay, hold on, time out, one, one quick minute. 
Do you guys watch Rick Beato? Did I mention that? Yesterday? I, I that. I've seen his videos. I saw, yeah, he's, I, he's pretty good. I watched it because you mentioned it. Yes, and he showed how they did it. Yeah, yeah. They did yeah. not do like an AI re-singing yeah. thing. It was just pulling that voice oh, out. Of like right. AI engineering or whatever it was. Right. Yeah. It's not like a fake song. I've heard people say it's yeah. a fake song, and no, it's not. They did cut the bridge out, though. So if you ever want to, they have the actual version on YouTube. If you want to hear the, the original, it's out there. Um, but I want them to do Free as a Bird with it. Yeah. To be honest yeah. with you. That was kind of muddy. Not real the love. Free, I didn't free as like a Bird and, and Real Love was kind of muddy to me. It was kind of muddy. By the way, I, I, mentioned, like I mentioned I like the, the both of you. I mentioned to both of you that I would be running a symphony and that it would only take 20 minutes. And people probably think, how the hell can you only take 20 minutes to write a symphony? Well, AI. the YouTube video of the piano is up. And as soon as they do the editing, it's going to have a whole bunch of instruments and still going to be the same thing. But it's but 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 it's um, um, separation of notes and then putting stuff in different instruments. So it's I like ask that's the whole thing. Did I ask if you heard the Stones' new album? Did I? Yes, did I on the video yesterday. He did liked you, it. You like it? He liked it. I, I heard almost all of the songs. There might have been one and a half or two that I didn't. Go watch but the yes, video, dude. I it's like fucking it. great. <laughs> I think you and I are going to have to review that album, Lee, to get a better interpretation. I probably um, like it better. Then, then maybe. No, that's cool. They're eighty, but it's computerized shit. You no, it's hear. not. You could hear fucking auto tune and mixed voice. Yes. Well, okay, but time out. The same dude produced that motherfucking horrible Ozzy album. Well, you know why I like that album because the solos by Jeff Beck and Tony. Oh my word! Ruled. The Rolling Stones album comparing that to Ozzy is like. Comparing well, the Rolling Stones um, album is better than Ordinary Man. Meatloaf, um, the, the, not, not not Meatloaf please. the singer, but Meatloaf the actual. Don't you think that that Stones album? Don't you think that Don't you think that Stones album is fucking way overproduced, man? I like it a hell of a lot better than some girls. Well, what about fucking Exile Main Street, dude? What about fucking It's Only Rock and Roll and I Like It? It's I like raw, It's dude. Only Rock and Roll better, but but I would say it's 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 as good that as cover, Exile on Main Street. That cover, Ain't You Proud to Beg, fucking rules. I don't like yes. it that much. I don't well, like it that much. You guys suck. I like it. <laughs> I like It's Only Rock and Roll. I, I, it's it's okay, a hell of a lot better than Black and Blue. Billy Preston was on that album also, so there you but go, man. Chris Jagger was It's better even than better than Sticky Fingers. Fingers. I love Sticky Fingers. Ooh, come on, Don't Lee. Don't talk shit about on. Sticky yeah. Fingers. This album's better than Sticky Fingers? No. I yeah. like I like the songs. Okay. I love that. I think with Lady Gaga. I think I that that for what they did, I like that song also. Even though, even though in some ways, I could see that if they continue down this route, they might do the same things over again. 
I think, yeah. though, as a resurgence, I think it's way better than anything that they've done within the last 10 years. Well, they I haven't would done anything in the last 10 years. I would agree. <laughs> but what's the best song in the album? The one with Paul McCartney. Yes. You're welcome. And they still put out one song and crush the Rolling Stones. That's what they do for a living, folks. The greatest of all time. The four lads from Liverpool. John, Paul, George, and Ringo. For life. You know, you know what I Actually, saw today? I, I go, John, I'm, 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 I'm going to be quiet right now because I'm, I'm hearing a lot of things that I'm wanting to disagree on, but I don't want to stifle you, so I'm going you to shut up. You shouldn't disagree on anything, Lee. We want opinions. We don't want holding Well, back. then I would, I, 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 I would scream and <laughs> drown you out if you really wanted to know what I really well, thought. Well, tell us what you really think now, know. and you can talk I by yourself. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, but let the oh, world know, Lee. Let I, I do like, I, I do like the Rolling Stones sound better than that Beatles song. Ooh. Wow. Hey. And I like Spooky Two's album. I listen to that uh, on know. my own for my own enjoyment. That's the kind of stuff that I like. That's the sort of stuff that I would turn people onto when I'm six years old, and they're telling me this is weird, yeah. and I'm like, I know. You were music when you were two, dude. I remember music when I was seven. That was the, the Beatles, world. Sergeant Pepper's, and. Foreigner double vision. I got both that's of them seven. That's a fun game, Mark Alden Taylor. I remember music when I was three. Oh fuck. That's why you're your Lee's favorite fucking You hate the band. You hate the band that I remember. I love from the when band. I was three. No, you don't like ABBA. No, I don't like I ABBA. No, 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 no. ABBA when I was three years old. Oh God, no. But I was older. I liked then. Waterloo and SOS back in the day. There, there you go. It, Lee nailed it on the head. At Burger King, and you can look it on eBay. It is a fucking fact. It's on eBay. You can buy it on eBay. Burger King did a promotion where they gave you a record if you bought certain hamburgers. Yeah, whatever. Rush. Yeah, go on. They only made one good album. Uh, fucking, and they had, it was some cool songs on there, Lee, but it had ABBA, Waterloo. It was the 78, the Burger King gave away with, and it was all luck of the draw. You could have got the one with ABBA, you could have got the one with Little River Band, or whatever. Little River Band. I got Ooh, do you remember Where's back Jerry? in the day, um, Gordon... It might, it, it might have been the name Gordon Sinclair. He was a guy who was like a, a Canadian politician, and he did a speech about America, and he quoted like some song like, um, like Battle Hymn of the Republic or whatever. And yeah. for some reason, a weird disc jockey decided to put Battle Hymn of the Republic music to it, and they put it out as a single. And, and 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 it became a bestseller, and it was just part of some like speech that he did. And when he found out about it, he was he even thought it was strange. But it's like he thought, well, I guess if people like it, I mean, I'm not gonna tell them to stop pressing it. I mean, I'm making money. I mean, but yeah, it, uh, weird. 
You know, yeah. even, even he thought it was weird, but I mean, at least he was still smart enough to know that if a two or three minute speech that he did that they put music to became a hit single, he's not going to say, I'm sorry, I don't want the money for this. Oh, you know, he's, he's not going to do that. But back then, they did weird stuff as singles that got popular. It was on a KTEL album. Uh, with, 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 with After You Hear Ohio Players and Gloria Gaynor and Bachman Turner Overdrive Lee, have you seen and Steelers Wheel, you get Gordon Sinclair doing, and then America, and <laughs> the thing, and on and on. So that was a very weird time back Hey, then. Lee, have you seen the BS sessions on YouTube where we do KTEL albums? No, I usually don't watch much well, um, Lee, watch my shit. Stuff. I fucking give you thumbs up and comments on you your shit. I try, and then, and then sometimes huh? I find that it just goes on and on and on and on. You would like and, the, and, like and, the and, last album. I gave Charles's list, you know. He doesn't watch because it goes, it goes too long for Lee's taste. And I found that that um, with the episode that, that I promised that I would see the whole thing of, I found that the beginning of it where you do just the BS stuff, that bored the hell out of me. But I said, you BS? know what I'm going to do? I am going to wait and, and and keep going. And then finally, when it gets to the meat of it, what you're talking about, I'll listen to it. But then most, not everybody's, but most everybody's opinion I was like, I don't like anything I'm hearing, so this is annoying me in a different way. Well, Lee, get over that shit. I do. I don't watch anymore. Oh, there you please. go. What can I? Can we do? I will try a five-minute thing once in a while, and then after five minutes, I say I'm good. How can about I, that? Can I do a quick break in here for a second? Go for it. All right, I will do a quick drink while you do a quick break. Go ahead. Two I'll thoughts. Smoke, I'll smoke some vape. I think the absolute two best episodes we ever did as a threesome was GNR Use Your Illusions and Def Leppard Hysteria by far. They are long, folks, but uh, they were a fucking riot to do. And uh, let's bring it back to Chicago, shall we? Um, All right. I'm going to get a drink. At this point in time, by Chicago 17, he can hear me. Um, we don't have the original lineup, obviously. Terry Cat unfortunately passed away. Uh, it was an accident, he shot though. himself. What the fuck? It was an accident, though. He did a lot of drugs and was drinking. Well, yeah, um, that's what sucks, because we don't know what he would have done, man. But at this point, like, they had a no-name guitar player named Chris Pinnock. And not really a standard, like a, a major guitar player. And it was just about Peter Cetera, Danny Serafin, the drummer, <coughs> Lee Lochnane, the uh, trumpet player, Walt Perizader, the wood Woodwinds, Bobby Lamb on keyboards, and uh, Jimmy Pankow on the trombone, and uh, in the end, Bill Champlin, who was brought in, kind of replaced Terry Katz, 
kind of. The reason why I bought Chicago 16 was because Bill Champlin was on it. Okay. So we're in deep after the song Mark mentioned, Hard Sam Sorry, which was the beginning of the David Foster era of Chicago. And as much as I hate the flute, I typically hate David Foster's production. And we will get into that as this By album goes along. By the way, um, worlds collide and hearts will be broken over Mark, and over. It's what did you every day? The secret did, of my success is I'm I, living 25 like hours a day. All right, go ahead. Anyway, I do like that song, by the way. Anyway, Thank you. Um, Mark, did you hear that song that I gave you by the group Attitudes called Squank? Yeah, it was cool. Can um, we review that, Lee? No. Yes, we reviewed David Foster Group, Attitudes. Yes, we did. Check the archive on the Lee Gersman Show. I'm so jealous I you can say his last name. That. Yes, oh. because I, I oh, was like... I think, I think I remember vaguely I said, now we have to do the second one. Sometime. Yeah, you were like, oh, and I was like, oh, you picked this on purpose. David Foster, eh? But the, and, and that Foster. wasn't why... I picked it. I picked yeah. it because... I know. But the thing is, I'm jealous you could say his last name. Right I was going to say David Foster was the producer on it. Um, our, um, the, 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 the song Attitude Squank. Yeah. So he was the producer on Night Ranger Secret of My Success. I was not happy. We'll get into that Night Ranger bullshit later uh, on. Fuck off. But, uh, but I am not a fan of David Foster. I've said that before, and we'll say it till the day I die, much like the motherfucker Ron Nevison. I love Ron! By the way, by the way... Because he produced Chicago, Sammy Hagar, that's why. Chicago did do a couple of albums that are so like the horrible. hard albums with Ron on it? There, there, are, there are a couple of albums that Chicago did that are so horrible that I can't even stand. This is I, not one of them. But I'm saying, you didn't like the hard albums that Ron produced? Yes. In yes. fact, the reason why I decided to do this you album like them? was because yes. Thank I should have heard this album back in the day. So it was a chance for me to write a wrong. Fucking, okay. what about love? How will I get you alone? You know, alone. Uh, Ron was great with heart. Ron was great with heart. And he was great with Jenny. not even like... Hart did not even like working on those songs. They didn't, but it was great songs. They still sing alone to this day, man. That would be like if um, you went into a restaurant and you asked me to make you some food using ingredients that I hate. And I went, okay, what the fuck? I'll do this and this Dude. and this and this and give you some that I don't like. And you say, that's wonderful. <laughs> I love those Heart albums. Heart, self-titled, and Bad Animals. Those are fucking great albums, man. That's, that's, that's... I'm not saying that I disrespect your opinion, but what I'm saying is there's so much stuff that you like that I don't... I didn't that like I find these that, dreams. That, that, that I will say oh, I it's very it. hard... It's okay, but it's not the best song on the album. Out. 
that's the only song that I kind of like. I, I like love it. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying, I like is, "What About oh, Love" way right. better than that song. Here is something that I want to point out what to you, Mark. What about love? You you have a lot of good opinions, but there's also a lot of opinions that that I don't agree with. So Do you understand must, yeah. most of my opinions is because there's fucking great harmonies and a groove. What I find is that we listen to stuff for different reasons, and so it. I listen to well, stuff to get fucking. Here is something I that I want to mention really quick. Okay, go ahead. There was an album that I picked for us one time that the. Uh, um, I think um, Uncle Something's Dirty Hot Dog Stand is an old. <laughs> um, I remember and, that. And and then the first two songs I thought were kind of filler, that I thought wasn't all that. And good. I liked them. And 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 then I was like, the best song is the third one, and he's gonna be impressed. He liked the two I didn't, and then he did like the one that I did, and I was like, oh boy, now this is weird. Well, the thing is, dude, look, I didn't agree with you. Don't you yeah. want people to... No, you don't want people to don't agree with you. Yeah. That's why I'm not your favorite podcaster, because I give you more shit. No, um... That, Dr. That's... Fuck Love Fairpoint Convention. I did it. <laughs> I did it, and I got shit. But I, but I mean, um, there's a lot of things I disagree on with him. You know, um, there's there's like um, a couple of episodes I did with him where we purposefully agreed to do the episode with the idea that we both had different opinions like and we were going to mess awesome. with each other. Like, and so we purposefully did reviews with the idea that we'd get on each other's case for it. Like and so it was fun for that one. Like to Roy Harper, which he thinks is the best song on Led Zeppelin 3. I think it's one of the best. <laughs> the worst song on the album. It's no. like crunch worthy. No. Bad. No. But what I want to say <laughs> is... It's terrible. I, I heard them do it live and they do it the exact same way live. And, and but, but it didn't work live. No. Well, it, it doesn't work, period. It sucks. No, I wanted to say, Lee, this this era of Chicago here was Peter Cetera got in shape, lost a little weight. VIP and, MVP. Oh, like most least I want to do that at the end. I wanted that at the end. You want to understand after the tracks of the week or just yes, before the tracks? Yes, right before tracks of the week. Okay. There's a reason why. Um but this was an era where Peter Cetera became the front man of a band that strove to not have a front man. And in the end, I always blame Phil Collins. It was his fault that Peter Cetera left this band because... But Phil Collins did leave Genesis. He still did Genesis albums wanted, and he solo. He wanted to do solo albums like Phil Collins and but come Phil back. Phil Collins went back to Genesis, though, and did albums with them. I can't. The, the weird Chicago thing. Fuck the you. Weird, the weird but thing Peter about Cetera it. Peter did it. Phil Collins went back to Genesis. He did the solo weird, albums and three there's, Genesis there's, albums. There's, there's a whole bunch of, of stuff going on. Um, Peter Cetera... Even in this album, he was never a takeover guy. He always was 
a diplomatic fellow. It's just that the songs that he did became the hits. And, well, without me talking about what I think of the album yet, I will say that when he left and then the group said, wow, he's gone, now we're going to be doing the great stuff because he was holding us back. <laughs> and I heard one of the albums and it was so bad. It was puke worthy. <laughs> I, I kind of agree with you on that. But the thing is, what I'm going to say is that Peter Sinatra had a huge ego compared to Phil Collins because Phil Collins did his solo shit, but he also did a Genesis album after his solo album. That's not true, sir. That's it was up until like in a We Can't Dance. And after We Can't Dance, he left. And then, that's they had not that true. Dude, and then he came back again. No, that's he not was true. doing face value. He was doing uh, albums and he was also doing Genesis. True. Genesis. He was doing Invisible He's Touch. Invisible Touch was after No Jacket Required, Charles. You can go he did not leave the band. He did more albums. I that it is not true. Phil Collins did more albums with Genesis and solo albums at the same true. time. That's fine. You can fucking go on your Phil Collins rant. I love Phil, Phil Collins. It doesn't matter. What the reality of the situation was, was Peter Cetera went to the band, said, I want to do a solo album, and then we can do a Chicago album. The Chicago guy said, fuck you. We're going on the road. And then we're going to do Chicago 18. And he said, no, I, I want to do this like Phil Collins does. And they said, okay, no. Okay, but Phil but Collins partners, went back and forth. He wasn't. That's Peter so, The band Chicago was fucked up by not letting Satara do his solo shit. They should have let it exactly. do his solo shit and come back. Well, so Phil Collins did the right thing. So listening to every Phil Collins album title really meant nothing because that had not, it was not the same situation. Peter Satara was willing to work with this group. But he wanted to do a solo album and lay low for a minute. And Chicago, I think they tour like every year. Yeah. On nonstop. They still do. You can go see them. A, I love the REO Speedwagon Chicago 25 or 6 to 4 from Red Rocks. REO Speedwagon. There, there, were, there, there were also problems within the group dynamic as far as personal exactly. things. So Peter didn't even show Peter, up for a Hall of Fame, man. Peter Cetera. Uh, what, what I, I, I kind of heard different things about that, like they did not want him to be there or something, but, but anyway, the, the whole thing is... I think it was the David Foster-Peter Satirik connection. That, I like, think that what happened was, well, yeah, it, it's like, um... Chicago 18, Mark? Huh? The, the, the group ever Chicago since... Ever since... I like Luke Away, but that's Bill Champlin. But who produced Chicago 18, Mark? Foster, right? Exactly. Yeah. I would say that um, the, the thing is, um, after Terry Kath and, and that situation, it was bad. Yeah. Had had a lot of tripped out problems. So, so Terry Kath was actually did, the leader of the band. Um, eh, no, 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 not, no, not quite. No, no. 
he 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 was a member in a band where all of the members had a lot of say. Yeah. But, but but what happened was they they eventually the leaders are the they people were screwed up. Shit. The leaders are the people that blow in the shit in that group. To this and, day. And, no more section. Yeah. Yes. And it, and and Bill the Lamb thing is so a huge leader of that band. I don't know who Bill Lamb is. No, I mean I Robert Lamb. Robert Lamb. Lamb. Robert yeah. Lamb. I, yeah. Bill Lamb actually. Um. Uh, 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 we're, we're talking about about Gary Yoder and Bill Lamb and and and, and, and an album called Portland, which is like a very very obscure album that we should review just because absolutely no one else will ever you review know what, Lee, that it. And you found free, it. That has to be a free found it. episode, man. Yeah, no, yeah. No, I'll, 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 I'll find. I'll, I'll find a. We, I'll find we need to do event. that here with with Charles and Jerry. We need to do remember Pius Exchange. Bobby Lamb's cousin, Bill Lamb, doing his no, thing. No, 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 they're, they're 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 from Portland. I drink. Do you remember that that album, Tamil Pius Exchange? Weed. Remember? Do you remember that album, Tamil Pius Exchange? No. Oh, I so do. Believe me. Yes, I do. Not, you 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 didn't do that episode. I did that with Mark. Oh, you did? Yeah, no, I oh, don't Tamilus? remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did I like it? I don't remember. Uh, you, you got annoyed with me because uh, I picked it, and, and I ended up liking it even more than I thought. But, but anyway, no, no, what I'm saying is just quickly, so they, they got annoyed with people. They did drugs, and so I guess they figured that Peter Cetera was actually writing some catchy good songs that made the other members seem short shifted, which they weren't, but 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 they um were like, We wanna get back to what we did. Oh well what you did was drugging out. So 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 they got kind of kind of um ego hurt. And so and so they're they're finally kind of maybe getting their game back together, but they're they're now mostly bitter people, in a lot of ways. Yeah, man, they should be like uh, fucking Ariel Speedwagon should make a new album. Uh, Chicago made a new album. It wasn't that good. I didn't like the. Yeah, no, they haven't made anything good since this album. I don't think. No. And uh, I like some albums after this. A song or like like the fucking "You're the Only One for Me," "I'm the Only One for You." I love that song. You like uh, look away, don't you? I do like Look Away. I do like that. I don't mind it either. It's Bill Champlin Riffick. Uh, but uh, this band... No, this no, it's, it's Bill Champlin Peter good. Peter Cetera looked... He was in good shape. Blonde hair. Singing these songs. He became the front man. And I think in the end, they really didn't care for that. And, and ever since Peter Cetera, though, they always hire stunt doubles. Yeah, who sound just like Peter Cetera for some reason, but that's the and I love I actually enjoy Jason Jeff. I love and Jason Jeff. He's a I, nice guy, and and I, I think like that no, yeah, I don't. That new guy is they, horrible though. They 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 got um upset with him for no other reason than because what else can we do? We always keep complaining, so now we're going to complain about him. Yep. Well, they fired Champlin because he had guts and said something, and they fired him. The oh, horn guys, Mark. The horn the guys. The horn guys. 
They well, run the Danny Seraphit is out of the band because of the horror guys, also, right? <laughs> okay, actually, Jason Chef too, but we'll get into that. So let's Chicago seventeen. What year it came out? Oh, we, this this came out are we recording because I heard that we weren't recording. We now, now, now we are recording. Oh, we've been yes. recording, dude. And you said we had not been. No, I said, when I said, hey, welcome to the Freeform Rock Podcast, that's when we started recording. It doesn't matter Pay to attention. me because Pay it's attention. all fine. Pay attention. Whatever. Well, what deeds, Mark? Well, this is the It's deeds. all good anyway. May 14, 1984, recorded mid-1983, yeah. 1984, Vancouver, British Columbia. It came in under, 41, under, under 50 minutes. Uh, it's really produced by David Foster. This is their 14th studio album. Uh, this is their oh, last okay. album Keep with going. founding bassist, vocalist Peter Cetera. And Chicago remains the best selling. This is their best selling album with 6.1 million units. Damn, this didn't go diamond. That's like one of the biggest. Uh, well, I'll get into that on that song. But fuck. I would expect this album to go diamond. That's kind of a disappointment to me there. But man, let's. We're going to get an MVP, the least valuable player, at the end of the show. Yes. Yeah, this is a special request. Why? All right. So, so uh, what's the first track? And we're going to play Jerry's song, even though he wasn't on this show. But we're going to play his song. Yeah. Because yeah. I got the pick. I got the last pick, even though this was my idea. It is both. Let's not try to do I, I had to take this song, dude, because this is why I like Let's Chicago. Let's do it. So yes, I pick Stay the Night on the Freeform Rock Podcast. I don't want you to misunderstand me. I just want to save the time.
All right, I picked Stay the Night because without this song, I probably would not have been a Chicago fan for life. This video is fucking awesome on MTV. Yes, I did have MTV. Uh, Stay the Night, I heard, I saw the video. The song that made me a lifetime Chicago fan. I heard Hard to Say I'm Sorry, which Charles Dennett, as we already talked about. Man, I love this, and this song made me a fan. I go, man, because they had some killer riffs in this, then fucking Peter Cetera going, oh, 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 at the end where he's in, like, he's all, like, spent chasing this girl through the whole video. Fucking, she was nice. God damn, she was fucking hot. Yeah, it's was. like, okay, maybe a hot chick caught me in Chicago. But after that, I went back and listened. I remember hearing Hard to Say I'm Sorry. I remember the video. And then I went back. Oh, I remember Saturday in the Park. I remember this song. I heard this song, and I didn't click with me until I saw this fucking video. Thank you, MTV, because you made me a lifetime Chicago fan, and I went back and listened to all the good shit. All right, man. So we get into Lee. What do you think about Stay the Night? First of all, I have to say it's a lot better than Saturday in the Park. I do like it. This song. I like this song. The members of Chicago, other than Peter Cetera, don't like this stuff. And I totally disagree. Well, the overproduced keyboards don't ruin it. It still has a cool group to it. And I think it manages the fine line between commerciality and artistic integrity. This song works. I dig it. Did you see? I dug video? it back in the day, and I yes, and I dig it now. What do you think about it, Star Charles? Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Toto. Well, Jeff Picaro on the drums, at least. Mm -hmm. I could have sworn Steve Luthiker played on this, but I, I couldn't find that he did. But I thought I read that he might I didn't might've. know that Picaro was on drums on this. That <laughs> yeah, sucks. Jeff Picaro played drums on this. Uh, allegedly, at this point, Danny Serafin had started losing his chops. As he was more worried, allegedly, about the band's finances and business. I have some sing. stuff to say about that, but I'll wait. Okay. Um... Uh, Something tells me David Foster probably had a hand in bringing Picaro in on the track as well. And he co-wrote this. Because he did the majority of the fucking album. Uh, it's the best track on the album. And uh, Peter's Terror, man. I mean, it's a bit glossy, which is a hallmark of Foster's work. But he didn't louse it up too much uh, with his production on this track. And it definitely has some good rocking going on at points here. Uh, pretty good marriage of pop and rock here with Peter. Peter Cetera even dusted off his bass and played bass on this track. And uh, it's the only one on the album, by the way, that he brought out the bass and played it. And welcome back. Because he usually would play as much as Bill Wyman would in this time frame <laughs> on Rolling Stones records. Yeah, a song or two. Um, his singing is impeccable. One of my favorite 80s era Chicago <laughs> tracks. Great video. Great song overall. I'm glad they at least made one rocker on this album. And Peter Cetera <clears throat> has a grit on this song. Like, stay the night. You know, he's like... Great. It's fucking great. Great vocalization. <clears throat> so now we get to uh, Lee. Okay, I wanted to say, I want to say something really quickly. 
um, and because there's no way to put it in um, in any non-awkward way. It's just the fact that Danny Serafine apparently he wanted to keep the finances in the band because the group kept pilfering money out for drugs. And so in order for them to blame him, they, 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 they got him out of the band and said that he was mostly in the finances. He said, I just wanted to keep the money in the band and not have them being taking it out for their drug habit. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. I know Robert Lamb had a pretty incredible drug yeah. habit, they say. And that's probably why he wasn't doing a lot of songs during that period. Yes. That's what Danny Surfing said. He said, bring that up. We, we, um, um, if you're in jail for drugs, you can't be out writing songs, can you? He's basically so, only singing lead on two songs on this album. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. And the next one is about Robert Lamb song. Yeah, we oh. can't stop the hurting. Wow. Lee, what do you think about it? This is very good. It's the same kind of cool groove that someone like, even though it doesn't sound like him, it's like what Stevie Wonder could do. The song is written well, and I like it very much. Yeah, it was uh, Bill Champlin, Robert Land, and Deborah Neal who wrote this song. And yeah. I love Great. the horns, and Robert has that voice that is ear candy, and the ear candy harmonies. This is like 60s funk Chicago. I fucking love this song. What about you, Charles? Well, shit. Guess I got to be the bad guy. Oh, oh you, the, the one with no taste. I'm sorry. I have to say it. Hey, I'm usually the one with no taste. So okay, go for hold it. on. Hold on a second. I'll refer back to that Hysteria episode I was talking about. And that guitar sound on that horrible Love Bites. This is the fucking textbook guitar sound from the 80s that I can't stand. Just listen to this song. I can't stand that springy sound. I hate it. I mean, co-written with Bill Champlin, Bobby Lamb, like Mark said. But boy, have the mighty fallen here. Where is my Saturday in the park? Where's my beginnings? Oh, oh beginnings is Saturday. I like, I like this better than both those songs. Where's oh, what? World? Where's yeah. Color My World? Where's Color My World? Come on. I like, I like that song, but, but it's a different animal. This What's song, that song where they get all funky? Like, it's like the one song where they're... Uh, I'm a man. I'm a this, man. That's a, yeah, that's a cover, though. That's a cover, though. But it's this song, This song really blows. And boy, they throw everything but the kitchen sink at this fucker right here, including Donny Osmond and Richard Marks on backing oh. vocals. They were? If Bobby, yes, they were. If Bobby Lamb would have been smart. If Bobby Lamb would have been smart. Sorry, I'll shut up. He just, he just said, no, I don't need a co-write on this one. I have a legacy. And it's not this fucking shit. You like it really... It really has hallmarks to Champlin to me anyway. It sounds like more Champlin than it does Lamb. But whichever. I hated it when I had the tape back in the day, and it hasn't aged well. This oh. and the secret of my success is two primary examples of why I really can't stand David Foster and his over-bloated, crappy production. The song totally sucks. I apologize, Poison. You sound better than this song. 
This is mind-boggling to me, but today I'm, I'm going to have to say, Mark, you're the hero of this episode, and Charles, you're the one that I'm going to be really angry with. Hey, baby, I'll get up from 100 to 99 as your favorite podcaster. Oh, Maybe. Awesome. You might go from 2000 to... We got, we two. got more songs. We got I thought more I was songs. 100. Now I'm like in the you're, 2000s. I dropped? No, no, no. I'm saying you're, you're now up at 2. <laughs> this song is lame. I'm sorry. I, 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 I like I, it, man. I think it's cool. I, it's got some funk to it. I, I'm, 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 I'm so bewildered, but, but, but it. This is like a good song that's written in, as well as a great Stevie Wonder tune. I agree with you, Lee. Okay. Maybe if somebody else did, I'll go with that. Okay, now, 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 now you're back to. I can hear one, maybe somebody one, else. two point five or whatever. Yeah. All okay. Right. Let's get to the All next right. song. Okay. Hard Jerry's. habit to break, which wasn't written by anybody in Chicago. But Jerry picks to play it. It has Satara and Bill Champlin on lead vocals. Mm. I'll I'll take this one first. No. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're going to play it in honor of Jerry. Oh wait. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Here's hard habit to break. Yes. On the Freeform Rock Podcast with Jerry. Thanks for reminding me that Jerry picked the song.
<laughs> All right, Jerry, you picked hard up at the break. Like I said, <laughs> Jerry? Jerry? What's up, Jerry? I, I'll take this for you, Jerry. It's awesome. It's awesome. Oh, oh, he also said that Chicago rules and they are awesome. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love how Bill brings it with that grit, satira, smooth vocals. It's like a yin and yang. Love the horn section. Brings it home with the bridge. And that lead that is in the background, it's not too much. But you can hear that little grit with that lead guitar that's coming in and out in the background. This song is fucking amazing. I have nothing bad to say about this. Uh-oh. What about you, Lee? Now I'm not the star anymore. Uh-uh. You, 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 you both keep mind-boggling me because because it's like a juggle. It's like... it's uh, Anyway, I don't absolutely hate the song because they have worse. And it's probably the best of the songs that there is I don't like. But it's not a song that would entice me to buy the album. But Lee, you're a hard still, to break, man. Yeah, still, they play it well, and parts of it are okay. I'll give it that much. All right. So that was a vague opinion that you actually didn't like it. So, Charles, what do you think about it? But well, I didn't point, hate it. As a song you pointed out was some outside songwriters. I don't know their names. Uh... Yeah. I'm going to guess this was brought in by Fo by Foster. Um, Walt Perizader. He throws in my favorite instrument in the whole wide world, some flute. <laughs> and, I, and I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Now, this is an example of a flute working in a song. Of course, you it's love short. the flute or the song? I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I'm just wondering. Of course. The flute part is short, but it works real well. My favorite ballad on the album, the vocal trade-off with Peter Cetera, who is fucking God, and Bill Champlin is probably the absolute highlight of the track, if I'm going to tell you the truth. Champlin may actually outshine Cetera on this number. Multiple key changes, which I would have thought Lee would appreciate, uh, oh, great, a good song. <laughs> great playing sans Danny Seraphin. You can actually hear how generic he got by this point. Mark pointed out, I'm a man. Listen to that and listen to Danny Seraphin on that oh, and listen yeah. to him on this track. Yeah. It's very generic. It's like a sea change. But that there. aside, but that aside, a fantastic song played by total professional musicians, which these guys were. Even though Cetera is not playing Good bass, Keep talking. David Foster on synth bass, the rest of the album, by the way. Uh, it's a marvel of the sounds of the day, and even David Foster couldn't louse this one up. It deserves his place at the table with all the all-time Chicago classics. Great pick, Jerry. I would have picked it, by the way, but I got to pick last. So there you go. Well, you're a star. You go last sometimes. <laughs> On ones I picked. Well, yeah, well we, we kind of both picked this. We were like both going back and forth on it yesterday. He said, let's do it. I go, yeah. So we... Yeah. It's like, he is pissed off because he he's not in the hard habit to break. But that's okay. It's okay. Love it. So then we, get, we get to the next track, Only <sighs> You. What do you think about it, Lee? <clears throat> <laughs> 
I am having fun doing this episode because you're you're both mind fucking me. <laughs> I thought at first that you picked me to be on it because you thought that I wouldn't like it, and I end up liking it more than you. <laughs> and you didn't it work hard on it to break. What do you mean? I mean, this is an album that I like, but but I mean, you like it too, but you all. Half of you like it for the wrong reasons, half of you like it for half of the wrong reasons and half of the good reasons, so I'm like, one plus one equals one-fourth and one-third. Kind of like that. Okay. Only but you. It's okay. Only you. What do you think of this track? All right, excuse me. I like this pretty well. It has a good enough groove. I... It's ever so slightly a step down from what they did on Chicago 16, but it still is cool. And I like it pretty much. All right, I'll go next, and I'm going to disagree with you on this song. And uh, i got to give uh, five cents to Ian Wadley, because I'm going to use one of his phrases on here. Uh, this song is like a total 80s timestamp with those nine-arm drums. Johnny Five on drums. There you go, fucking, uh, fucking Ian Wally. Johnny Five is on drums, which sucks. Vocals are so good, but the song is just boring to me and fucking killer. It's not even killer filler. It just fucking sucks. I don't like the fucking drums. I want to hear I'm the Man, Danny Seraphin on something like this. Ah, no. Not there anymore. He wasn't there anymore. I didn't like it because the drums were electronic drum pads, man. I know what Lee's saying, but I do think he lost his step a bit. But anyway, only you. Co-written by the trombonist, one Jimmy Pankow. In tremendous shape today, even. He makes us look horrible. I mean, this guy's an old guy, and he's in shape. And David fucking Foster. <laughs> Damn, man, I bet he threw a clause that he had to have all these co-writes. I mean, he had, it must have. And oh boy, we're back on the really crappy 80s sound here. <laughs> sound when 80s music really gets on my fucking nerves. What's up with those fake drum sounds that you would hear on those crappy Casio keyboards you get for Christmas? You remember? You hit the little fucking button. That fucking shit. Um, That's what I thought. At least the horns got to play, though. Me, the horns are good. Yeah. So I will say, oh, after you're done. Co-sung between Bobby Lamb and, and Bill Champlin. And unfortunately, I, they, they can't save this really stinking turd right here. <laughs> I can only imagine those old dudes who say the 70s were better or the 60s were better. I mean, they hear this horrid song and say, see, I told you, Lordy Mama, make it stop. I don't even hear a good song under this overproduced mess. Right? Dave, David Foster, Slayer of Bands. You're welcome, Night Ranger. Thank you. No, I, Night Ranger is way better than anything this song has ever done. I actually, damn. even though I didn't say it was my favorite, I still liked it, but... I, I, I will remember something funny and cool that, even though I didn't agree with it, Mark, that you said on the Chicago 3 review, 
you said, Jimmy Pankow, please, if you listen to this, I want to tell you, please stop writing songs. <laughs> I did say that. But he wrote their first big hit. That's why he thinks he can write songs. Dude, he wrote that. I did just say that on Chicago me. Three because I noticed every song that he was involved with, they sucked. But he and wrote, I remember that the reason why I liked the album and wanted to review it was because I liked every one of his songs. He wrote "Just You and Me," and that was like their first big single hit. And like and that, and and, and, and I liked this song better than that. You like only you better than just you and me? Yeah. Oh, um, I, I, now we gotta worry about you, Lee, not us. Uh, we we all have to worry. It's, it's like a bunch of people who are on drugs and going, I gotta worry about you. No, I gotta worry about you. I gotta worry about you. No, I gotta worry about you. Oh, my this God. song sounds like it was like on an episode of Charles and Charles. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. Hey, Nicole Egbert was fucking hot. She was. I was Team Eggert. I was not Team Alyssa Milano. Now, What's the next not, song, Mark? The I next song we're ending Side with Remember the Feeling. I'll take this first. Even though I, 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 I think he was I a nice it. guy, oh, but, wait, but, you I, picked but I don't it. like the All right. Yes, I picked Lee, the song. hush for a second. And here's I Remember the Feeling on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Sorry for interrupting the podcast. I just want to take a second to thank all of you for listening. Please take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean and join the Freeform Rock Podcast community on Facebook. Now, back to the show.
All right, Charles, you picked, I remember, well, not I, I remember the feeling. I don't know why I wanted to add an I to it because I'm drunk. Go ahead. Well, I had to pick something. All the good ones were taken. Ew. I got hosed on this deal right here with this album, but so I had to pick something. And I picked my favorite deep cut on the album. Yes, I love this song. Metalheads disown me. I don't give a fuck. I love, love, love this song. I did then when I had the cassette in 84. Do now. It's absolutely fantastic. And why? Peter Paul Cetera. That's his full name, if you didn't know that. As much as I love Terry Kath and the guitar, his guitar playing, and yes, he tragically left us way too early. May he rest in peace. But the, the sound of Chicago, which probably, spoiler alert, most valuable dude for me, has and always will be Peter Cetera. And the song's co-written by Cetera and Champlin, not Foster. So he didn't fuck this one up, thank God. And I actually will give credit where credit is due here. I do like the production choices Foster made on this track. Even though I hear a little bit of some things he did on Glory of Love. you hear it on this song. Uh... Another fantastic song, by the way. I really love Gloria Love. Uh, it's a very mellow, dramatic, bit of a tearjerker type feel to it. But Peter's singing is absolutely marvelous on this track. It does feature his younger brother, Kenny Cetera, on backing vocals. Well, that's why he has his own band. Uh, yeah, clown if you like. But this one is fantastic, albeit it is dramatic. But I, I've always dug it. It's not my favorite on the album, but a great deep cut. I'll say that much. Remember, fellas, you love the ladies. You love Cetera. Words to live by. Yeah, I'll go next. Uh, back to some real Chicago here. Some drums and not programming. The song has great harmonies, heart and soul. The song is about losing a love. You know, but Cetera is on his game on the song. I fucking love his fucking emotional way he's singing this song. This fucking song rules. I agree with you on that. It's a great fucking track to Inside One. Lee, I mean, you go last on this Okay, but before I begin with this song, I want to ask you something. What do you think of the difference between the common version of Easy and Faith No More? I hate the Faith No More version. Okay, um, yes, both of you, both of you. I like both of them. Okay. But I will say Mike Mike Patton did sing better on that song than he did on the originals he did. There you go. No, okay. I like both. I, 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 I mean, like I like Faith No More's version. That's the only one that I like. Oh, and, anyway. you know Richie? What's wrong with you? I kind of lean towards the Faith and More version a little more. I like I like I like Machine Gun by by Commodores. That's why That's you're his favorite like. podcaster. Fire, fire is great too. I'm gonna have to hear that song. 
Uh, I, yeah. I already know. Anyway, well, I will say Mike Patton did have vocals on that song. Okay, well, what's that got to do with "Remember the Feeling"? Because, because, because it it, it just brought me back to okay, this this is the kind of thing that reminds me of the kind of song that these people would like. So anyway, um, <laughs> so so it made me think what they think of that song will make me think about what they think of this song. Anyway. Well, you like it, though. You just like one version of it. I, I, I like it because a, a good group finally did it. Ah, you don't but, like the but, you don't like Lionel Richie, do you? That's why you never do fuck dancing on the ceiling. I think that his albums are so bad. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I agree. It makes the worst <laughs> damn Yankee song sound like progressive rock in comparison. You don't like fucking say you say me. I hate it. Me, I but... I I. I would rather you don't like hello? have is that a me band for? No, I hate hello. Shut down my throat for an hour. What's wrong with you guys? You hate "We Are the World." Mark. I don't like that song. Yes. Yeah, I like "We Are Stars" with Dio better. See, me and Lear back locks that, even though I know he's going to. I like it. metal. Then, <laughs> because you like We Are the World, I and I like We Are Stars. I am so I am the metal fan on this episode today. I, I am going to three-fourth. I'm going to I have the vinyl of We Are the World. I have a whole I'm going to three-fourth, 75% shit on this. Anyway, the Prince track is great on that album. I have it. Um, the Dog the Prince. Over here. The Dog Prince track. Anyway, what? And shit all over remember the feeling now okay. and i'm happy dude i want to do fucking this purple song rain all right or listen mark i will never do that album purple rain because it's 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 so it's so typical and shitty purple rain yes how about 1999 or controversy controversy okay i'll do that or the anyway. black I, album the black album is I great too purple rain after i this i will do that for you only I will do anyway. Purple Rain with Mark after this episode only, and I can do it without notes. Oh, All right, but I what can do you too. think about Remember And I will never do that album. All, all, oh, shit, let's hurry up with this episode. Purple Rain's so oh. awesome. <laughs> what do you think only about because, Remember the Only because I'd rather put sand in my mouth. Anyway, this yeah. song could have been a hit because I don't like it all that much. It's not totally horrible. The instrumentation is decent, and passable but other than the arrangement which is done well i usually avoid songs like this yeah. so i don't absolutely totally hate it it's a hell of a lot better than a lino richie album i'll tell you oh. that much everything every single fucking song that chicago ever did <laughs> even the songs that i hate are better than the best song on you don't any like all night long? All night long. I hate it. I hate it. Lame, I hate that shit. I hate that shit. I like you. Like I, I bet you guys like Billy Ocean Charles, better than fucking Lionel Richie. Even though you don't like the song, we can't stop the hurting. You are still 
the better person. Where the fuck is Wadzilla? I need Wadzilla here. You got me on this. You are a champion, Charles, because because I absolutely hate every <laughs> single fucking Lionel Richie so song on the planet. Thank you. It's lame. It's so. That's why I say I need Ian Wally because I know Ian Wally loves some Lionel Richie. Ian don't like no goddamn. He likes Lionel Richie. I don't believe that. He's Motown, dude. He loves the Commodores, man. Yeah, Lionel Richie is Motown as you are. I need to. I love Motown, man. Lionel Richie is not Motown. Fuck, man. Oh, God. All right, let's flip this bitch over. I need to chew he on He thought it was, stuff. like, better if it was somebody else did it. Like, probably the chick from, uh, what's that band? Fairport Convention. And I brought that back for us here. And now we're on to Along Comes a Woman, which I believe Lee picked. Yeah, Lee yeah. picked it. So here we go. Along Comes a Woman on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Somebody 
All right, that was Along Comes a Woman, Lee. You picked this track. Good track, man, but why'd you pick it? This is, is it? one of the pretty good hits. It might sound more like the work of a session band, but the kind of session band that I like, this is one of the best songs on the album. All right, I, I agree with you. This is like electronic drums mixed with real drums. Better than that other song that me and Charles fucking hated that you loved. Uh, this song has a groove plus a little hard edge to this song. Fucking rules you really get that killer guitars, like guitar riffs. On this fucking song, you hear them fucking, dur, 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 you know, the Chicago guitar sound on here. Peter's voice is amazing and it's fucking groovy as fuck. What do you think about it, Charles? Oh boy. This so reeks of David Foster. <laughs> Prototypical process to include that synth bass, which I know suited Cetera just fine. Hell, he went years without picking up that instrument. Which, by the way, I think he is a rather underrated bass player. I, I think, I really do believe that. I think he's a really good bass player. But. You know what? As much as I really find Foster's sound, and that's my main thing against him, is that he has a sound. He does. You know, you hear a song he produces, you typically know it's his work. I prefer producers that serve the artist and the song, not himself. Like, I love Eddie Kramer with his. I don't like Bob Ezrin with Kiss. Eddie I don't Kramer's like great with Aerosmith too. I don't like producers that they make it about themselves and not necessarily the artist. I agree. David Lane kind of did that because he had the butt leg yes, sound on a Brian Adams Adam. album. So. Yes, he did because Def Leppard, all that hysteria bullshit that you love and beyond, it just sounded like a, a dress rehearsal for. Shania Twain, which well, Brian he, Adams like that wake which he cheated on, totally. which he cheated on Shania Twain. What a moron! What, yeah, what and that girl was ugly. My language was good up to a point, and then he got bad. One of they my favorite hard. albums by Mutt Lang is fucking Cars Heartbeat City. He did My Way to Hell. Yeah, mine is Highway to Hell. Yeah, Highway to Hell is great too. So is Back so, to Black. So I would Hey, um, and 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 he did um, uh, high and dry. So so he was he was good, and then he wasn't. You like most but, of Asteria, Lee. So but back to David Foster, a total smug asshole. And if you don't believe me, watch the documentary that was made about Chicago that was on CNN. It's on DVD, and you'll see what I mean. However, unlike some of the, uh, the earlier songs he butchered, Along Comes a Woman with Cetera is a song he saved. I'm amazed how this is Cetera. He saved the song, not fucking Foster. It's amazing how a top-notch vocalist can make everything and anything work right. As much as I do enjoy Bobby Lamb and Bill Champlin's vocals, they just can't get with Peter, dude. They just, they just can't. And the version on the album I enjoy more than the single version, which is a different edit. 
there's different lyrics in it. Um, the video is cool too. It's a bit Casablanca with a little bit of Indiana Jones mixed into the fucking video. It's really cool. Could be. It is probably my least favorite of the singles that they put out. But it's you know it's still a really good song. It, it didn't knock my socks off, but I do enjoy it. And overall, I can't get with it, even though Foster did his best to try to ruin it. Dang. After eating enough chips, I'm now cool with both of you again. <laughs> All right. You were Take hangry, I guess. Right. Uh, yeah. then we I'm 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 a neurotic weirdo. You never know where I'm gonna go. And we get to like like I think one of the biggest songs of all time, it's played in weddings and everywhere. You're the inspiration. Um, and I'm just gonna I'll go, say I'll go first. Go, I'll go first, first. Go for it, man. You're the inspiration. If I have to say it one more time, but okay, I will. Eater Satara, dude. I mean, he's remade this song more than once. But this is the version I enjoy the most. Fucking David Foster, another co-write here. I think he's Gene Simmons, honestly. I think he probably put a semicolon instead of a comma, and he got a co-write. But he went more understated again with his production here, and he did serve this song. So he can do it if he chooses. You don't have to ruin bands like Night Ranger. Because he did. He ruined that band with that. Well, that band was kind of breaking up at the time. so it, They were kind of getting ruined anyway. Yeah. Well, dude, what. listen to the other songs on that album, Big Life, like Rain cr Comes Crashing Down. Really great fucking song with Jack. He just didn't like listen the... Listen to Rubicon. I don't like Rubicon. Rubicon sucks. Okay, just, there we go. He didn't like to often ruin bands, but I guess with this one he wanted to. I can understand why some don't like songs like this from Chicago. It makes them feel icky when they hear it. I, I know that. But I'm secure enough with who I am, goddammit. Thank you very much. And once again, Peter Cetera, man, I'm not going to lie. To me, he's a top five vocalist. In the rock genre, for me, for me personally, and I don't think he gets talked about enough because of the quote-unquote lame ballad era and all that. He's vastly underrated as a vocalist, probably because of those ballads and shit. And I don't think it's fair. And just follow some of his solo stuff. It was mellow gold, man. I do enjoy the song. The vocal work is great. But I do see why someone like it, and I don't think it. I don't think it's quite up to snuff compared to Hard Habit to Break. But I really do enjoy the song. What do, you think? what do you think about it, Lee? Um, if I inspired someone to write this, I would prefer not to hear any more of their inspired songs. There are songs that are close to crap I can't stand that they've done and this does not come close to being one of them and small parts of it are okay but it's truly meant to be a hit and not a song I would go to 
when I listen to songs I like from the album. Can I say something, Lee? Where do you get inspiration from? You get inspiration from people tucking in their shirts and shaking your hand. You yeah. can hear that in the lyrics in this. You're the meaning in my life. You're the inspiration. You bring meaning to my life. You're the inspiration. I want to have you near I me. could write songs okay, that are better than that. Okay, but the thing is, that's what you want. You want to have somebody near you with a tucked in shirt and a fucking hand reach out touching yours, dude. You don't get the song? I don't like it that this, much. Well, that's fine, <laughs> but I'm just saying this song I thought you would have liked because it's fucking beautiful harmonies, great musicianship, perfect love ballad, and it's still played at weddings today. I don't hate it! But the thing is, man, not you good. you like being inspired and stuff. But what, what if like they said, song. what if they said, you're the meeting in my life, you keep your shirt tucked in, you're the inspiration. You probably would have loved it. If the if if the music was the same, maybe maybe I wouldn't like it all that much because <laughs> I also into music. You um, I've been a bit of both. I will agree with Mark. Kind of if middle. you had if you had a book of all of Russia, no. If you had an audio book of all of Russia's lyrics, I have the book. Would you probably like that better than all of the songs instrumental? No, because I need to hear Neil Peart. I can't read Neil Peart's drum fills. But yeah. I agree. I will agree roughly with Lee on that. I think the music is kind of vanilla. Yeah. But, uh, but I do think the lyrical content and Cetera's singing is fantastic. But continue on, Mark. All right. So I'll get to the next song, uh, I would write a much better lyric. Please hold on, and Lionel Richie had some uh, lyrics. Yeah. I would write a lyric and give it to you, Mark, and then you can let me know what you think. Well, uh, it was Chaplin, uh, Foster, and Lionel Richie who wrote this song, Please Hold On. So I want to go with you, Lee. What do you think about this one? This is really good. It sounds like a Richard Page song, and that's a good Who's thing. Who's Richard Page from? Mr. Mister. Thank you. Go ahead. You didn't know that, did you? I know who he is. Then I'm why not... did you ask me? Because I'm Charles, I, I, he hates Mr. Mister. I love Mr. Mister. No, Mister. I don't. You don't I never like said Mr. Album. Do you know the group Pages? Yes, I, never... I have the vinyl. I just said they were... They, I, I said they paled to the Hooters. I love both of them, dude. Oh, no, they're much better than Oh, the you love that they Hooters album we did, dude. Yeah, yeah, but, but Pages better. Anyway, it has a Stevie Wonder vibe to it. It's one of the better songs from the album. Yeah, man. I, I said, cool, funky Chicago. I absolutely love his voice on this. R&B grit. His voice is such irritating Ooh. to me. Groovy reminds me of like late 70s R&B with a little 80s update. I like this fucking song. So Charles, I think, hates it. What do you think about it, Charles? Lionel Richie. <laughs> Ew. He sucks, Lee. So yeah, how, it's how much this better. Um, this is much better than him. Maybe. I mean, I will say it points. Bill Champlin sounded hair like Michael Jackson when he sung in the lower register. All right. Now, obviously, he's not singing like Michael Jackson in normal voice, but when Mike would sing in a lower register, 
I hear that. Not the whole song, but in point. This one does sound great on the track, but we're on. We're back on that shitty Foster production work. But I, I like actually it. am not a fan. But we'll see. I'm actually not a fan of what the horn section came up with on this track. Perhaps it should have just been given to Lionel Richie to record. Ew. No. Maybe he did. I mean, because I'm far from a Lionel Richie deep cut fan myself. Maybe he did. I don't know. This song is about half good. The verses are cool, but the chorus fucking sucks. <laughs> Way too poppy of a chorus. It doesn't match the R&B feel of the verses. Not the worst album uh, track on the album here, but nothing fantastic and extremely dated. All right. Then we get to the... The one said the most cretinous word that anyone can say in music is dated. Anyway, go on. <laughs> All right. So let's get to the next song, Prima Donna. So who wants to take this one first? I'll go. go I'll go. I don't remember that one being... Yeah, it's on there, Lee. I, 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 just listen to what I say, then you can make up what you got to say. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Prima Donna. I was like... I was literally like, who let Pete Townsend play on a Chicago track? The opening sounds very reminiscent of Townsend. I'm going to guess it's a tribute. Uh, we get an attempt to get back to some rock here. With, wow, Mr. Ballad, Peter Cetera. He brought, he brought all the rock numbers on this album, by the way. By the way, you fucking haters out there. He brought all the rock fucking songs on this album. Okay? Um, let it be noted. But this one is a bit more lower end to me, though. I do think... Again, it suffered from that overprocessed fucking foster production. Keep going, because I'm doing good thinking. <laughs> you must listen right. to this song. Damn shame. <laughs> hey, now I we got a copyright infringement. Oh, we'll get that anyways. Go ahead. Sorry. It's a damn shame as I do hear some cool guitar sounds. Carried under all the overprocessed keyboard, and it has to be a drum machine. No way, is Danny Seraphin on this track. Killer track, definitely the least good of the Sierra track record. This one, though, I think it was stripped back a bit. I think if this song was stripped back a bit, it probably had a decent song. Hey. Did you guys didn't hear the danger zone keyboards in this song? Don't 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 don't. You know that song came out. That song came out two years later because this was in 1984. But the people who wrote Danger Zone fucking took those keyboards, those and put it in Danger Zone, dude. Did you hear the Pete Townsend guitar though? In the yeah, I hear that too. This song is like. Totally trivial. It's like like a like like two year old kids. Did saying, you hear that bouncy oh, fucking that, that keyboard part that Kenny Loggins used in Danger Zone is in this fucking song. It's buried, but you can hear you're it. You both you both are sounding like you were born past the year two thousand. Now I'm Who sorry. Who didn't even listen to the fucking song, Lee? 
I think I did. I I, I kind of remember it. It's, I, got, I, it's got that same keyboard fucking. It fucking <laughs> dangers us. I hear it in there. They like he's saying they're they're attempting to rock in this song, but it it pales. Peter sounds good, but it's just generic filler for me. I don't like this fucking song. And it fucking reminds me too much of Danger Zone. Oh, Danger Zone did it better. <laughs> it's better than that Only You song that fucking Lee loved. But okay. Let's sell the prima donna there, Lee. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that it, it, it kind of reminds me of Michael Cimbello's song Maniac. But but the thing is, Michael, Michael Cimbello... Even though he's crappy on there, he was great with Stevie Wonder, so he's a fantastic musician. But this is like giving Survivor a song to David Foster and having it being horrible. And then and it's like when Ray Davies was doing the first Kinks album, he told Tell Shalmi, who was suggesting stuff, listen. If you want to be on the album as a producer, you can do it. But just sit on the couch and shut up. Let us let us do the album. And every time Tell Xiaomi wanted us just something, Ray Davies said, listen, just be quiet and sit down. They could have done that with David Foster telling him on this song, be quiet and sit down. And it still would have been a crappy song. Because it sounds too much, yeah, like, if Pete Townshend worked with David Foster, and if, um, yeah. whoever I... else was with, with David Foster, and David Foster wrote the song, and not Pete Townshend, and not the other people. That's now... what I'm going to say. So it's, 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 is it still better than Lionel Richie? Yeah. Why? One-tenth yes. of a percent. A million, like a, a stratosphere better than anything Lionel Richie ever did. See? See, Lee? I know where my bread is buttered. And before we get into the last track... One-tenth of a percent better, not a million times. I do the bonus track, so the last track here is Once in a Lifetime. Um, but I want to ask Lee and Mark... Both. I did not. Do you guys see why I don't like David Foster's production that yeah, much? Yes. You. Yes. I understand it, but I don't totally agree. I think he did it better with Night Ranger, except that one song. I do like The Secret of My Success, but there's better songs on No, the I like it better in Chicago. But do you guys like producers that put their own sound on everything? Well, yeah, I do. Well, you do? So did yeah, Ted Templeman. Ted Templeman had his own sound with Van Halen and, and Montrose and, and groups like that. He had his own sound. You don't like, you don't like George Martin? You just let Beatles rule? George Martin that? had his own sound. Did he fucking kept them clean, dude? Mark, would you like to do a Harper's Bazaar album? I don't care. <laughs> I'll do anything. You know me. Dude. That was with Ted Templeman. Yeah, I'll do anything. He man. was a member of the out. He was a member of the group. You yeah. can do that, Lee Gersman. But we still have Liam Gallagher albums to do. So okay, what's with Once in a Life? There, Mark. Once in a Lifetime. Okay, this album went out with a whimper. I do like this song, but it's fucking front. This album is front loaded. Who so wrote it, Mark? 
it's front loaded on this album. It's like the, the worst songs are on side two to me. And uh, man, this is okay. It's just, I just don't like it to end the album. I think it just goes out with whimper. They should like took these tracks and like put the good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. Like staggered them. Maybe those bad songs wouldn't have seemed as so as bad as they are. I think the sequencing is bad on this album. I think they need to resequence it. But overall, I give it a, a six out of ten bong rips. I'm gonna go next, and we'll let Lee finish because he's the original co-host of the show. See. You're welcome, Lee Gersman. I oh, always it's a Pankow song. I get it. Awesome. There you go. <laughs> Jimmy Pankow said, hey, David Foster, fuck you, dude. This is my song, and you ain't getting a co-write here. And you know what? For once, I'm going to go with David Foster. I wouldn't have put my name on this generic, bland fucking song. This is a case of two outstanding. And in singers, Bill Champlin, who did go overboard. Hank sucks! Bill Champlin and Peter Cetera. And they they were not able to save this fucking song at all. Definitely dated to its time and not in a good way. There may be a reason why the band ended up following a formula of just doing ballads and pushing those out. And with the chips, Lee. He yeah. doesn't like your opinion right now, so he's... <laughs> Unfortunate, this ended the album. As again, I don't hear a good song here at all. Like, he couldn't be salvaged by anyone. Well, he couldn't be salvaged by Mike Patton. It couldn't be salvaged by fucking Ted Nugent. It couldn't be salvaged by Michael Jackson. Anybody. Well, like, Overprocess, terrible production... Well, they even ripped off Asia with the guitar in the middle section going into the final chorus. Go back and listen. Oh, it's better than Asia. Oh, I'm just saying, it's Pankow again, so it makes sense why I hated this song. I found something that even the great Peter Cetera couldn't save. The strings <laughs> of the good songs, though, on this album, more than make up of some of the crappy ones nothing else it's hmm. worth listening to as a time capsule of 1984 and maybe for me prove how bad of a fucking producer david foster is there you go but hmm. it makes sense because lee brought up i don't didn't like any of the pancal songs and uh, it kind of goes with what I'm not liking on this album. Well, I mean, Foss was smart enough not to put his name on this fucking turd. Yeah, Pankel is one of the worst writers in Chicago hmm. to me. But what do you think about it, Lee? End us up here. Not the best nor the worst song on the album. I do like it, but not as much as the songs I best. But it's still a good song. Yeah. Can we just agree <laughs> Pankel sucks? No. <laughs> we can He's agree cool that you dude. think so. He's a cool dude, but no, not as a songwriter. Thank you. Fuck it. No, he was a good Thank songwriter. Thank you for bringing that up because I, I would like say all this that is Chicago. But he did write where some was, songs. Lee, where was Robert Lamb? He wrote one song on the record. Probably in jail from Yes. Yeah. 
Look, and once in doing... a lifetime and only you, Pancal, had to deal with it. I hated both those songs. They were horrible. Horrible. Were... So that, were... that that makes a trend that I actually am picking out Pancal songs, and I don't even know it's him till I see Wikipedia. Tell me it's him, and I go, but, oh, God, he but sucks. In but in the end, well, we're going to do most valuable, least valuable. I'm going to go ahead and go first for me. 1A. There is a tie because unfortunately Terry Kath, who would be my one B, killed himself in a tragic accident playing with a gun while he was drunk and high. Terry Kath wouldn't have been on Chicago Seventeen though. I'm telling you right now, he would have left this band. He would have not been in the band at this point. Most underrated guitarist in the history of life, in my opinion. <laughs> And was the quote-unquote, I'm not saying it, uh, the band did, the White Ray Charles. What a great voice he did have, baritone voice. But my 1A, the absolute superstar of this group, is Peter Cetera. And you Chicago dipshits fucked up by letting him go. Let him do a solo album. You'd have been better off. My least valuable is Danny Serafin, who I do believe lost his chops and had stopped playing. And the guy that he brought in to replace Peter Cetera helped get him fired, and that was Jason Chef. So if it wouldn't have been for Danny Serafin, I would have went Robert Lamb because he liked cocaine better than writing songs. But... At one point, Robert Lamb wrote the greatest songs in Chicago, but at this point, he was done, and he hasn't written anything great since the 70s. But I'm going to go Danny Sarah. He was fired for the right reasons. Yeah, I, I agree with you on Terry Kath, and uh, Danny Serafin is the weakest link. But Peter Cetera, man, it's like, once he left the band, Jason Chef was okay with them. Not Cetera. Satara was I'm just saying Satara solo albums was a lot better than what Chicago was putting out at that time without him. So uh that was a that was a big mistake. So on who's it. your possible mark, Satara or Cat? I I go one A one B, Satara and then Cat. Like me? Yeah. Yeah. And then Danny Seraphin because dude, because he wasn't playing up just chops, they used a lot of Johnny Five drumming on this album. And I like this album. The songs I love, I love. And it's like stuff I listen to. But I will listen to this album in complete order because it's the way you listen to music. You don't I listen won't to... even skip the crappy songs. Yeah, I won't I'll even skip the crappy good. songs on this. It's like fucking... Believe, I didn't like only you. Uh, I'll listen yeah. to it. Makes, I, I, it brings a smile on my face. It reminds me of 1984. Yeah. Mm. Great year. Great year. good shit in 1984 besides this album. I think it's better. And wasn't uh fucking Dio's uh Last in Line come out in eighty four? Wasn't Van Halen nineteen eighty four out there? Yeah, boring year for music. <laughs> you like, do you like eighty three or eighty four better? Uh that that that's like asking me do I like um Turpentine or Florax better? So you didn't uh, like you didn't like well, I'm, the debut EP from Ar Ar Armored I'm Saint. I'm gonna disagree. Not the debut EP from them, no. I'm gonna disagree with the great Ralph Vieira, Dr. Fuck. Uh, music didn't stop 1984 back because you had 
appetite for destruction. Oh yeah, it did stop before then. And you had all those Oasis albums, which Lee loves. So, Lee, who's your most valuable Chicago guy and least valuable guy? On this album or in all? No, period. Period. All right, I would say, basically, after thinking about it, the overall, it would have to be Robert Lamb. And even though he's not the first best, I will say that if it weren't for Robert Lamb, I would say James Pankow. But Ew. the least favorite would be Lee Lupnane. He's, Lee he's the guy who, who wrote their yucky songs. And if it wasn't for him, I would have to say... I will have to say songwriting-wise. I'm not going to say musicianship, but songwriting-wise, um, even though he wrote some of their very best material, he also wrote more of their very worst. That would be Danny Seraphine. He co-wrote with David Hawk Wolinski on some songs that are just horrible like take me back to chicago and little boy and all that crap and david hawk walensky was in madura i think he was also in the third bardo and and and, and he was a damn good musician and you don't have to look him up because every time i mention someone you want to be smart by looking him up, but you can if you want. I'm not doing but, it. But, no, I'm talking to Charles. Anyway, no, I the, the, the thing is, but, but Madura... I didn't uh, think huh? of my phone. I'm sorry. I, I know, but shut up, Mark. Every time I try to say something to someone else, you interrupt. You don't get to interrupt well, I want on to make my sure Facebook. People not see you don't want to interrupt on my Facebook anymore. You just shut up and stay away. Ooh. I'm kidding. I haven't anyway, been on anyway. your Facebook. I know, I know. I haven't either. You anyway, ask me oh, questions and I answer for you. I know, I know. I want you to then. It's so, Shags Revisited. But go ahead and speak. Saying, uh, go. But, 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 but he's trying to annoy me, but that's I okay. I am not that's, trying to annoy you. He's trying to annoy Well, Well, you are, but anyway. I am annoying you. All right, sorry. <laughs> anyway, all I'm trying to say so, um, but, but, but any, anyone can look him up. But anyway, he's, he was in Madura, and then he was good there, but... He wasn't good with Danny Seraphine. They didn't write good songs together. Did you like Street Player, Lee? What's that? It's a Chicago song. Did you write that? I'll send it to you. I, I I think I kind of maybe didn't, but I don't remember. I'll send it to you, and then you can tell me. But he wrote stuff. the great stuff on Chicago 7. Well... Peter Cetera, not the greatest songwriter, but goddamn, what a voice. He wrote some very, very good songs. And it proves that even some good things can happen at Dodger Stadium because he got his jaw broken in a brawl at a Dodgers-Cubs game while they were in L.A. And the reason why his voice sounds the way it does is because he was singing with a wired jaw. And he always sang that way from the rest of his life. And he had a very clinched T 
teeth kind of it, it worked it worked phenomenally and a very underrated bass player i i really enjoyed the fact that peter satara and terry kath both were the two guys like me we the rest of that band went to depaul university to study music to include seraphim but peter satara and terry kath were guys that learned by ear yeah it was cool that was really cool to me but terry kath uh, as far as musically was probably the most gifted in the band naturally as a guitar player and satara had that voice but anyway i'm glad to have done a chicago episode with mark and lee on the freeform rock yeah podcast bring back Yo G lineup. It would have been great if Jerry could have been on, but he's ill. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a fun episode to me, so I'm glad that you guys did it. Yeah. Yeah, man. We still have tracks of the week, which Jerry picked. Uh, your, your favorite, uh, Charles. Let him run by Night Ranger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ooh wee. And then uh, Lee picked Squonk Attitudes. <coughs> And then I picked Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. Hey, Foster. Hey, that's good. And then, Charles, you picked Ghost Bible? Yep. Yep. That I was a weird you. one. It might be weird, but I think both of you might. You know, I know you're both ghost haters, but I think you might like that song. It's a cover, and uh, it's mm -hmm. an interesting cover All i can say you just check it out and if you like it cool if you don't then you obviously like danny seraphin well, <laughs> okay thing is i can't I be a ghost hater because i like seven songs by ghosts but the thing is you can't be a phil collins hater i think you only like one song by phil collins so that makes sense. i like one i didn't know that huh? you like don't <laughs> like any by phil collins i thought you liked one not as a solo guy. Album no. with Genesis, though. Uh, we did that album that I kind of forget what I said, but I liked that last song on the album because it was mainly a, an instrumental. Lost Indos. Yeah, Lost Indos on Trick of the I picked it. Yeah, that was a, I just picked it because it had a weird name. And it was like my favorite track on the album. I, I love out. Lost Indos. I love the review me and Lee did of Duke and Invisible Touch also. I forget doing those. Well, good. Go listen. No, to no, no, I, no, no. I remember um, Invisible Touch now. Yeah, doing you that, got but mad I, at me because I like Domino. But I, but I forgot. I, I, I forgot about Duke. Well, I said, everybody I, likes I Domino. Everybody likes blah, blah, blah. He's a good drummer, though. I will give him that. He's a great a good drummer. drummer. You remember things that I don't. It, it's like you would say, hey, Lee, did you just spit on my face? And I would say, no. I didn't, and then you... You didn't like Domino because the, you thought it was too... Point to the um, spit on your face, and you show me the video, and I say, yeah, I have evidence, why don't you? All right, man. So let's, let's get the fuck out of here. Charles, man, any last thoughts? No, man. Like I said, it was fun getting the uh, OG line up a free form on the like, uh, oh gee why again anyway go on episode and uh yeah 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 think that it was a drunken idea of mine last night and i actually remembered which is a miracle and uh 
took notes and uh we did this and uh yes fuckers i love metal but i love chicago as well so there you go i have a very eclectic wide range of tastes never apologize for anything i find life wham i love george michael man i, love I apologize for doing this episode so here i am apologizing but no it's good thank you you liked it better than we did i know you did yes. <laughs> I'm proud of that. I'm happy about that. And we, I'm happy for you, too. And Charles is a Chicago fucking nerd, man. You know. Yeah. But uh, let's get the fuck out of here, man. Uh, make sure and like, share, and subscribe. Give us a five-star review. My wife already said that in the mid-break. Well, let's get the fuck out of here, guys. Thanks, man. Bye-bye.
Thank you.
for the best of rock and heavy metal and some Duran Duran. <laughs> Just joking. Where am I? Tune into thatmetalstation.com every Tuesday night to hear the Freeform Rock Show. 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, only on thatmetalstation.com. You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artists by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.